0: Lock on Rockies fans. Welcome into the locked on Rockies podcast or the locked on Diamondbacks podcast, depending on who you are listening to, because I am joined by the one and only Miller Thomas host of locked on Diamondbacks graphic design extraordinaire for other (laughs) Arizona sports. All sorts of fun stuff, Millard. Thank you so much for uh, for for coming back on the show.
1: No, thank you. I appreciate it. You know, I try to dabble in all the sports out here. So yeah, go check out my graphic design work with the Arizona Coyotes.
0: Yeah, and they have stadium talks. They're the latest pro team to be involved in stadium discussions and not very positive ones, if I if I recall.
1: Yeah, I can't uh, delve too much into it, but yeah, the city of Glendale told the Coyotes that uh, they're not playing their next season, so we'll see what happens with the, the organization, what that means for next year, but they're saying this upcoming season is going to be a last at Hello River Arena. Gotcha. All right, well.
0: Hockey talk. That's what we were, Brent. That's what we brought you on the show to, to have today. No, not really. Uh, we are here. We're going to recap what we saw from the Rockies and the D backs in the latest series between the two. And uh, I don't know. I got some questions about uh, the, the D backs as well. But before we dive into that, today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them locked on sent you. So the Diamondbacks roll into town, they lose 2 of 3 to the the Rockies, but they looked good yesterday. Millard, what what are your takeaways? What did you learn about the Diamondbacks uh after this recent trip to Coors Field?
1: Yeah, I don't think I learned too much in terms of like the overall team uh just because I mean, we are, we're, what, 120 games in here? Uh, I think I know what the D-backs are. They're not a very good team. But at least in terms of certain individuals, you can learn something. Someone like Dalton Barsho has been on fire recently for the D-backs. This is someone who D-backs Nation absolutely love. When you hear the chant, let the kids play. He's usually at the top of that list for D-backs fans. This guy was a catcher in the minor leagues, but on the major league level, because Carson Kelly is still pretty young too, he's the main guy manning behind the plate. Dalton Varsho's is going to play a little bit everywhere, mostly in the outfield. And he's the guy that we saw in the minor leagues have 20, 20 potential, 25, 25 potential. So from a catcher, you don't usually see a catcher hit 25 bombs. And still you 25 bags. This dude is absolutely electric. He's athletic, too. So I, that's probably the biggest thing because he started the season pretty slow, started the season pretty cold, too. So to see him start to pick it up and get hot these last uh, you know couple of weeks, these last 15 games, that's really the biggest thing that I maybe that I've learned or I guess taken away, because at this time of the year, when you got two bad teams like the Rockies and D-backs, you just want to see the young players do well, pretty much.
0: Yeah. And, and you mentioned catchers hitting well and prime example of that. Elias Diaz has been great for the Rockies in the second half of the season. The Rockies haven't gotten offensive production like this from a catcher. And honestly, what seems like, Ever. And uh, that was, I don't know how you felt, but that at bat from Diaz in, in the bottom of the ninth, I mean, that was from our end an incredible at bat, but incredibly frustrating from the opposition side, a 10 pitch at bat bottom of
1: the ninth leading to a big three run uh, walk off home run. Yeah. It was so frustrating too, because I was tweeting out before the game, like, I desperately want to see good Zach Gallen tonight, and Zach gallen delivered. He's been struggling recently, had a couple of starts where he gave up five earned runs, but Zach Gallen on Saturday, seven innings, three hits, no earned runs, nine strikeouts. It's one of the few times this season where Zach Gallen has looked like peak Zach Gallen. He's been on and off the injured list the whole season, so it's been a kind of a weird year for him, but at least on Saturday night, he delivered, so I wanted to give Zach Gallen a win because I believe in like 33 career starts with the D backs. He only has like six wins. He's like six and like 30 or something in like 36 career starts, something, something crazy like that. He has like seven wins in over 40 starts in his major league career. So this is a guy who does not see that W column tick up a lot in his major league career. So I desperately wanted Zach Allen to get a win Saturday night. But what happened? The bullpen blew it even before we saw that Diaz home run. You had that Garrett Hampson, I think, home run in the yep. eighth inning by Noah Ramirez giving up the long ball to him. And then you said with Diaz, a 10 pitch at bat, uh, he fouled off like the last six pitches before yeah. that bomb too. So it, it was just another game where the bullpen up five runs uh, or yeah, I guess they're technically up two runs, but they give up five runs and right. just two innings, uh, uh, not even a full two innings because I guess technically it was a walk off. So. Yeah.
0: And, and it's like, <laughs> at this point in the season, you don't get as frustrated, but, but when you do see something like that, it's just like, ah, I, cause you know, you watch. That's been the case for the Rockies too. They have this two, three run lead. Daniel Bard comes into the game. Next thing, you know, two people are on base and the tying runs up with like one out left in the game, you know, and, and there's only one out. So and, and what for the, with call-ups coming the September call-ups, what, what could D backs fans be seeing? Is there maybe some bullpen arms that are going to come up to get some innings, maybe some new starters, Something that, they, that that people might be interested in with the, the expanded rosters uh, on the horizon?
1: Yeah, I don't even know if there's anyone specific because kind of a lot of the guys who you think would have been called up during September, a lot of them have already been called up by D-backs this season. <laughs> I mean, they've had so many injuries this year. So many of their top 10 prospects have already been called up or at least made an appearance this year. So maybe someone like Corbin Martin, maybe we see him back, J.B. Braskakis, uh, guys that have just been kind of up and down between AAA and the major leagues. Drew Ellis has been on the roster recently so I don't know if there's one guy I mean Humberto Maia he's starting tonight he got called up from uh, the minor leagues as well so I don't know if there's really one guy that I want to see if there is one guy I will give you one name maybe Alex Thomas Uh he just graduated to AAA so it's still probably not his time yet but right. he would be someone that I would like to see because he's one of the better D-backs prospects he's probably on the fringe of the top five he's one of their top Outfield prospects, and he's been crushing it in the minor leagues this season. So, either him or another guy, I'll give you one more since you asked Seth Beer. The only reason we haven't seen him yet on the major league level is because they say his defense is so bad, he won't be able to make it till they bring the DH back to the national league. But from an offensive standpoint, this is a dude who's Batting over three hundred, swatting like thirty plus home runs in the minor leagues, maybe twenty five plus. Like he has crazy offensive potential, and just that he might be the worst defensive player in baseball before he even graduates the the major league level.
0: And wh- what do you make of that? Like, I mean, when you that I, I know offense is is obviously something you get excited about, but. It really is a detriment, I feel like. I mean, it is pretty crazy to watch and and injuries, obviously, playing it back to there. But when Tatis is bad on defense, you're kind of like, huh? Like, that seems kind of surprising. And it's kind of a a big minus, at least in my eyes.
1: Yeah, it's a minus, but... I don't know defense. I feel like gets kind of overrated in sports. Yeah. Like it's definitely important, but you look at basketball. Usually, the top you know guys who finish on those defensive player uh, uh, rankings at the end of the season, a lot of them get cooked when we get to the postseason. Rudy Gobert routinely gets played off the the floor in the postseason. He's a guy who's won like three of the last four Defensive Player of the Year awards. Fernando Tatis. I mean. He's not been very good defensively at shortstop this year, and he's still going to win MVP. Someone like Rafael Devers for the Red Sox seems to commit at least one error a game, and I think he'll still take his uh, probably top three in American League in extra base hits. So uh, a lot of these guys, yeah, if you have bad defense, you can't also be bad offensively. But my guy is like a Fernando Tatis or Rafael Devers, someone that could be a core player in the middle of my lineup. I'm okay with them being a negative defender as long as they're a plus-plus offensive player.
0: Yeah. The plus plus is, is the key thing there. If you, if you, if you do, you're not going to, they're pros, obviously Mm -hmm. they're not going to do it all the time, but if you're giving up runs on errors, if you're giving up unwanted bags on that, you got to be able to come up there when your team needs you to bounce back from that and, and put the ball into play. You're, you're absolutely right. And you know, there's no better way to stay informed on the world of sports and props and bets and all sorts of stuff. No better place than bet online. And, you know, Miller, I don't know how you feel about this. I love bet online because it is obviously the best place to go for all your sports action, but they're pretty heavy on the football Mm. ads. And I'm a big football guy. Don't get me wrong here. But this, this ad read we have is very football heavy, but there's plenty of baseball action that you can uh, bet on right now. But uh, like we said, bet online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props and contests, including bet online's. Biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest 200,000 NFL Survivor contest open now at Bet Online. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus and there's an even a big opening day super promo that you can go check out at Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from baseball, football, basketball, boxing right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on. So they know that we sent you Millard. Uh, the Rockies and the Diamondbacks have very similar road records. In <laughs> fact, the Rockies have a worse road record technically as of now. Well, I guess what well, the way the losses and the wins, they have less road wins uh, than, than it is. Would you say that, the Diamondbacks and Rockies are, are they're, they're closer together in terms of competitiveness than, than we think, or are you buying into the Rockies have underperformed on the road?
1: Um, it's tough to say because the Rockies are just such an enigma of a team. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a team be arguably literally arguably the best in baseball when they're at home. And then maybe, the vice versa of that, uh, you know, effect on the road. So it's hard for me to say because at least the Giants are good at home and they are arguably the best team at home. And that's something the D-backs can't say. They still only have 27 wins at home versus the Rockies, 43 wins at home. So I would like to think from a competitive standpoint, the Rockies are still better than the D-backs. I think they still got 15 games on the D-backs overall in -hmm. the standings. And that's still part because of the Rockies home record. But you look at the run differential, D-backs at negative 170, Rockies at negative 36 before today's games on Monday. So I would like to say the Rockies still have a better team and still probably more competitive team. But if the D-backs are healthy, I think it's a lot closer. I think that's been part of the reason why the D-backs have been so bad this year because of the injuries, because we've seen the last... Basically, since the second half started post-All-Star break, the D-backs have been pretty feisty and pretty competitive. I mean, they did win five of six on their last homestand before they went into Colorado, uh, where they beat the Padres three out of four and threw a no-hitter. And then they swept the Phillies, who were fighting for a postseason berth. So the D-backs have been competitive and feisty in the second half of this season. So maybe injuries do play into some of my psyche as to why I think there's still a little bit of a gap between the Rockies and D-backs, but I got to give the Rockies credit for what they've done at home. Something the D-backs haven't been able to do this season.
0: Yeah. And the injuries are the big thing. The diamond, when, when I think of the diamondbacks, I don't think of them as bad as, as the Orioles or the pirates or, or these, these teams that have been at the bottom But but man, it hasn't been the case, but since the trade deadline, the the, the D-backs have played pretty darn good baseball.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, the D-backs are, let me look it up right now, but I want to say the D-backs are like maybe a game below 500. Yeah, um, it's, it's close. Year. It's very close. Yeah, the D-backs are like 15 and 16. I know I got it right here, but yeah, the D-backs have been playing a uh, very good baseball in the second half. They're 16 and 17 in the second half, so literally one game below 500. And if they keep that pace up, they're going to avoid the worst record in franchise history. The D-backs currently have 42 wins on the season. They have to win at least 11 more games the rest of the way to avoid the worst record in franchise history, which is like 52 and however many losses that is. I'm not going to do the math. So uh, I, I like the way the D-backs are playing this second half they i like to call it a competitive tank a lot of the games are what they're doing where you see like a game like saturday night zach allen goes out shuts it down for seven innings and then the bullpen blows it up and you still preserve you know the loss of uh you still preserve the loss which is probably what the D-backs want to do because they still are in position to get the number one pick uh so I I, I do like the way the D-backs are playing the second half it is fun to play spoiler especially when you're going against a team like the Phillies who desperately need every win to get into the postseason uh, a team like the Padres who the Reds are right there on the heels are about to potentially pass them after this week of games and to see the D-backs play a big part into why those teams might not make the postseason I think is a pretty funny narrative.
0: Yeah, I think there's uh not only is it cool to beat the Phillies, but beating the Padres. I mean, yeah. there was, the Padres were supposed to be the new kings of the division. They were supposed to. It was their time. They got the Blake Snell, and uh, they roll in to play the Diamondbacks and the Rockies, and they just haven't been able to get it done. I don't know what the record has been uh, past this sweep and no hitter for on the D-back side, but the Padres have not played good baseball against the Rockies in quite some time.
1: I'm looking at it now right now, the wild card standings. The Padres are currently outside the playoff mix as of right now when we're recording. Reds have a one-game lead on the Padres, so this, I didn't think the Reds were going to be able to catch the Padres because of how bad they were. They just weren't living up to expectations the first few months of the season. Luis Castillo didn't look like that number one guy, but everything has been clicking recently and where Castellanos back in the mix. I mean, him and Winker should be top five in MVP voting at yep. the end of the season. And
0: the red, the two teams going in two different directions. The Reds are scorching hot right now. They have been playing great baseball. And they get the benefit of a much better division to play against in this last home stretch. I mean, you'd much rather play, uh, you know, where the Reds are playing versus having to be the Padres. And they got to still have a couple of matchups with the with the Giants and the Dodgers still still on the schedule.
1: Yeah, that's kind of the sucky thing about the NOS. Like, if you're not like the Dodgers or Giants where you – Kind of have a pretty big lead on at least the wild card game. Uh, it, it's it's tough sledding because I mean the division is loaded with those three teams. Uh, it, you definitely want to be in the NL East right now. I mean just like that that thing is just a mess. The Mets are certain are all of a sudden seven games behind the division uh, leader in the Atlanta Braves. The Mets are two games below 500. I know I talked about this with Javi wow. on a pod a couple of weeks ago. I, I don't believe in the Mets at all right now. I, I don't think they're going to make the postseason. I mean. From the, from the teams that you see that are on the cusp of the wild card, uh, how are you leaning when you look at the Padres versus Reds, when you look at the NLEs? Who are you leaning with to, to take those playoff spots?
0: dude, I'm taking the reds. I, 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 think the reds are playing great ball. I think they got the, 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 the great division matchups uh, that, that are going to be much better for, uh, in their favor going down the stretch. Joey Votto is unreal right now. I mean, I know he's not hitting home runs every day, but when Joey Votto's good, the reds are good. There there's been, and, and Joey Votto has been one of my favorite players for, for a long, long time. So uh, and and as someone with some Ohio ties. I would love to see the Reds make it because I I just don't know what the Padres are going to change. Their pitching staff. They either have to get healthy or maybe this interim pitching staff. They can just kind of wing it. But that what you're seeing right now is just not what you want to have happen to your ball club, uh, your competitive ball club at this point in the year. I mean, do I still think the Padres can make it? Absolutely. They have they have the talent. They have the team that that can. Turn the switch. There's plenty of baseball left to be played. If, if September go, it turns out to be a good month for the Padres, that could be scary. But uh, you know, I, I'm going to keep leaning on the Reds. I just think they have the the better path forward. And you just can't be a playoff team going up against two under, under 500 teams in your vision, getting swept away by both of them. Or I I can't remember if you said swept, they swept the Padres uh, when the D backs last mentioned, but the last time the Padres were in course field, right before the Diamondbacks uh, showed up here this weekend, they were swept away. Uh, by the Rockies. Yet again, uh, the, the Rockies have had an insane amount of success against the Padres of late, especially at home.
1: Yeah. I didn't think Vado still had this kind of campaign left in his you know, belt because I felt like he was on the decline. So it makes me wonder if maybe he saw A-Rod's buddies at Biogenesis. That's just a joke, <laughs> of course. But yeah, I mean, 28 home runs for Vado this season. He hasn't cracked more than 15 since 2017. So this, he's actually been like A monster this season and maybe I I don't know if it has been underreported maybe not because everyone knew uh, about that tear Joey Votto was on where he had like a home run like five straight games or something but uh, Joey Votto was you know one of my more like players I like growing up he he was one of the better players in baseball growing up and he just kind of hasn't been that same level of guy the last few years but in 2021 uh, he's back to peak Votto at age 37. Yeah, it's crazy. And
0: I was listening to the the, the Dan Levitard show and they had him on. Um, he said this year he wanted to hit home runs. So he decided that he, instead of taking the walks and doing what, what Votto does, he wanted to start putting the ball in the seats and, and look at that. it sure enough does what he does. And it's just an example of man, these people who these, these guys that know how to hit, they just are able to do some, some crazy stuff. Uh, in terms of, of production and Joey Votto is at the top of that list. And you know, if you're looking for other people that will produce for you, no better place to go for all your car and truck needs than rock auto. And today's episode is brought to you by Rock auto with the ever increasing numbers of make and models. It's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning from those at the box store when you can do all of the work for yourself at home, save time and money when using rock auto. And uh, you're going to save 30%, 50%, even a hundred percent on certain parts from a chain store or car dealership. It's a family run business over there at rock auto. And they serve, they've been serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years and their prices reliably low for every single customer everything you can possibly need rockauto.com has it brake parts tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet go explore their easy to use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you again that is locked on in there how did you hear about us box at rockauto.com Also brought to you by Spotify green room. And this is a really cool app. If you haven't downloaded it, I had a great time uh, with some Rockies fans this weekend while walking the dog. Uh, Spotify green room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with me, Millard, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I host the locked on Rockies podcast room once a week, and you can join in on the conversation just like Sammy G did on Saturday. Green room is the perfect place to start on or join conversations about the league. And there's plenty of fans just like you on green room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to the big news or rumors in the league. You have a chance to chat with me and even have a chance to be featured on the Locked On podcast or Rockies podcast. Do our green room conversations. Join me and I'll let you know when I go live, I don't have a consistent schedule yet. Go download the free green room app. Now currently available on all iOS devices and be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Paul Holden. I think is my thing. And to be notified when my room goes live, I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning on being live at some point this week. And I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Rockies. See you there. Green room changing the way we talk sports. Millard. The future of the Diamondbacks is there more of a clarity than than the Rockies' situation? Interim GM over there, they're saying maybe free agency. They didn't move any of these big pieces. Is there a more clear picture for the Diamondbacks than the Rockies right now?
1: Um, that's. It's a tough one, Paul, because the D-backs, I don't really know what direction they're trying to go in. I mean, just a couple years ago, prior to the 2020 season, they signed Madison Bumgarner to that fat deal after coming off like a 80-85 win campaign where they were pretty close to making the playoffs, but, you know, just still on the outside looking in. So they signed Bumgarner. They think they're a potential playoff team. They're trying to make the playoffs, at least be competitive in the mix. And then 2020 happens, the pandemic It's an awful season for the D backs. So you just kind of throw it out. It was an awful year for a lot of teams. It was a weird season. So we throw out 2020, but now come to 2021. Yeah, there's a lot of injuries, but. You know, a lot of teams deal with injuries and still the D-backs haven't performed uh, like they were expected to. Madison Baumgartner has looked a lot better recently, but Luke Weaver, he's been hurt pretty much the whole year. Zach Allen's been up and down. He's been on the IL a lot too. Uh, Taylor Widener's been hurt. Uh, We, Merrill Kelly, he's been the only consistent guy really in that rotation. Uh, Bullpen is by far the worst in baseball. So I don't really know the direction of this D-backs team. Right now, it feels like, they are probably rebuilding. And that's crazy to think after just a year and a half ago, we felt like this was a team trying to make a playoff push. Now it seems like they got to kind of tear it all down and decide which young players they want to keep, which young players are going to be the core to the future. So I think that's what these next two months are really going to tell us about the D-backs. But if they can figure out the bullpen, I think the rotation could be wild card level. Good. I'm not saying they're going to make the world series or anything, but I think the rotation, especially when you look at other rotations that are going to make the playoffs this year, like the San Francisco giants, they have a lot of guys playing above their heads, but in terms of name value, when you look at their rotation on paper, it shouldn't be any better than the D-backs when you go name by name, Gosman versus Gallon, Luke Webb versus Madison Bumgarner. It shouldn't be that big of a difference uh, between those two teams. So I think the D-backs have a good enough rotation to potentially make the wild card. Uh, they'll probably have to tweak the lineup a little bit, but the bullpen is the biggest question for me right now. So far, the last two off seasons, whoever Mike Hazen has signed to be a, a bullpen guy has pretty much not worked out. They pretty much are, Not good players at all. All of them so far have been off the team. All the relievers he signed this past offseason, they haven't pitched in the last three months. All the relievers he signed last offseason, they're not on the team anymore either. So D-backs have to figure out this bullpen first before they have to before they think about uh, making the postseason anytime in the near future.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, very similar type of uh, situation with the Rockies. I I believe in this rotation. I believe the Rockies have developed something pretty darn good. As we've seen over the year, they they went after an arm that that has panned out pretty well. Gomber's last start wasn't that great, but Austin Gomber has been pretty darn good, if not great, this entire year. So fix that bullpen. I'm with you, though. I, I don't they're not nobody nobody's taking down the Dodgers anytime soon I I firmly believe that and uh, and the the Rockies would be in my eyes really a second wild card team if they get that wild card I think the ceiling if if because I was crunching some numbers if the Rockies had roughly 10 more or 10 less road losses obviously giving them 10 more road wins they would be in the hunt, if not above the Padres right now, uh, and that sweep of the Padres would have been major, uh, you know, if, if it's, if it's some butts for candy and nuts, of course. And, but, <laughs> but 10 wins, isn't a lot to kind of, I feel like gauge with, with the team, uh, you know, in baseball, 10, 10 games, isn't a huge sample size. It's not a huge amount of games. And, and that drastically changes the, the outlook of the team, the future of the team, the perception of the team and, and what you do moving forward. So I'm right there with you. I, but, Unfortunately, the Rockies and Diamondbacks continue to, to sit at the bottom of uh, the rungs of the NL West. But it won't be like that forever, Millard. One day we're going to sit here doing these podcasts and, you know, everyone else they're locked on Giants and Dodgers. They're going to have to be like, what the heck's going on with their teams? And we're going to be able to be like, ah, look at us, the juggernauts of the National League. Yeah. One day.
1: I'm praying that day comes soon. Uh, I don't expect the Dodgers to go anywhere because they're kind of like the Yankees of the National League. Like they'll they'll always buy buy players or find some way to get the superstars on their roster. The Giants are the team that I I need to see how their next, you know, three years are going to play out because it doesn't feel like what they're doing right now is great. And I'm not taking anything away from them. I feel like they if they won the World Series this year, I wouldn't be surprised. But from three years from now, I, I can't see this team right now as currently constructed being a sustainable team you could build around over the next few years I mean Posey Crawford uh Brandon Bell all those guys are 33 and older Their uh, their rotations basically five one-year you know contract guys so it feels like the Giants are gonna have to make some moves and figure out their team for the long haul but for at least the short term the Giants are gonna be good the next two years but after that you know maybe the Giants and Rockies can uh, make their way into the NL West uh, mix, mostly the wild card mix, like the second wild card, like you were saying, because the Dodgers pretty much got the division unlocked. And then after that, it's who's going to win, you know, the the next two wild cards. Still feel like the Padres are going to be around just because they're a young core. Uh, their yeah. core is still so young and they still got a pretty young rotation uh, too. But yeah, I, I definitely think our teams could be in the wild card mix uh, sooner rather than later, but still probably two or three years away. I'm right there with you, Millard. Thank you so much for for taking the time to to
0: join the show today. Where where should people go stay up to date with all things uh, Millard Thomas?
1: Yeah, you could go follow me on my personal Twitter, at CreatorThomas24. You know it's me when you see that blue check. Or just look up Locked on Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram. Just type it in the little search bar, and I'm sure you will find the show account. And if you're on the Diamondback side
0: at LO Rockies for Locked On Rockies at Paul Holden 33, if you're looking for any insight on the team from me. Thank you again, Miller. That's going to do it for uh, the locked on Rockies podcast slash locked on Diamondbacks podcast, potentially. Uh, Today's episode is brought to you by locked on bets, betting on the Rockies or Diamondbacks. Doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new locked on bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team, favorite picks and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag. Wherever you get podcasts, you can do the same for both of these podcasts. And, Millard, thank you again so much for your time. Thank you, sir, for having me on today.
1: Bam. Done. Finito. Easy. This shit's going up right now, and we're down for tomorrow. All right. Millard, my guy, take care. If you need me for anything else, just let me know. Appreciate it. Hit me up anytime. You know, I love doing these crossovers. Stay safe out there, buddy. Yes.